0: If you will, I want you to open your Bibles tonight to the the book of 1 Samuel, chapter number 30. 1 Samuel, chapter number 30. And uh, I I want to sort of uh, use the message tonight, not only just for you, but I I want the message tonight to be sort of of an encouragement to my heart. An uplift uh, to remind us that that our God does all things well. Uh, we uh, we may not realize what He's doing, we may not uh, be able to exactly determine the direction He's going. But the truth of the matter is, when it's all over and said and done with, it'll not only be right, but it'll be for His glory and your good. And uh, we find an event here in First Samuel. Chapter number 30, uh, an event in the life of a young man by the name of David, and uh, we're going to be looking at this event, we'll begin reading in verse number 1, and I want to read down through verse number 6, and uh, if I had a thought tonight or a title for the message, it would be simply this thought, encouraged in the Lord, encouraged in the In the Lord now notice if you will the Bible said and it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captive that were therein they slew not any neither great or small, but carried them away, and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captive, Ahinoam the Jezreelites, and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Camelite. But David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved every man for his son and for his daughter. Now, notice the next little word, but... David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Let's pray. Our gracious and most kind Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm 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 thankful, Lord, for what my heart has already begun to sense in the service tonight. Lord, I've been blessed just hearing these folks get together and sing, and then our our brother reminding us of great truths for the Word of God. And Lord, I'm thankful for that. But Lord, I ask in just a matter of moments that you would direct my my lips of clay, that you would guide me as only you can. And Lord, may the, may the Word of God tonight fall upon the fertile soil of the hearts of the hearer tonight and receive all the glory, for we ask it, in Jesus' precious name we pray, amen and amen. As I said, you know by the type of preaching that I do, that uh, it's imperative that you understand the setting of what's going on. In other words, when you first, if you're not familiar with uh, the idea of Ziglag and uh, these men that are here, uh, you you really are sort of... Uh, 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 at a bewilderment of what's going on. But what has transpired here is in the life of David, uh, uh, David has uh, already accomplished several great things. Uh, uh, they begin to sing, the women begin to sing, uh, that Saul has slayed his thousands, and David has slayed his tens of thousands. And uh, all because of that, the evil heart of Saul has risen up and david literally has been driven off down into the wilderness and once he gets down there brother smith uh, uh, there's individuals of, of like a uh, uh, situation that uh, somehow are are uh, uh, outcast or sort of not welcomed or whatever it is uh, and they have formed a little band in which they are traveling together outside uh, uh, there of Jer- uh, of the nation of israel and, And uh, uh, the the enemy, the Philistines, are afraid of him. And uh, uh, the uh, people of God are a little afraid of him. And and so uh, he is now a single outcast. uh, And he's been given the little uh, city of Ziglag uh, to live in and under the disguise of, of really fighting for the Philistines, uh, he's going out, he and his men, and they're on raid parties, uh, and they're literally going out and really fighting for the people of God, and they're literally uh, 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 putting down uh, uh, the enemies of the people of God. And so they went out on this uh, on this excursion. They, they went out, and they're out there, and all of a sudden time comes uh, that they're beginning to make their way back But between the time they left and the time that they've come back, uh, uh, these Amalekites uh, have invaded the land. These Amalekites have have went down through the Southland and up through uh, uh, by way of Ziglag and, and they're on a raiding party and, and they're taking uh, uh, everything in their path and, and they come to Ziglag uh, and here's David's uh, wives and his children and here uh, is all those uh, about 400 men uh, have wives and children and uh, they have positions they they have all that they can have uh, they, they're their own little unit uh, and these uh, these Amalekites uh, uh, are They carry off the women, they carry off the children, they carry off the positions, and if nothing else would do, they burn Ziglag to the ground. And all of a sudden, here David and his men come and when they begin to crest the top of the hill uh, the only thing they can see is rising up in the distance uh, is the smoke uh, uh, rising up and immediately their hearts become alarmed and they they don't know and they get there and all is gone uh, and everything is burnt with uh, burnt with a fire and there's nothing left uh, and may i say notice uh, i notice the situation The Bible said they all begin to weep, and they weep to the point that they can actually, uh, there's no more strength in them to weep. May I say it's a trying time for them. May I say it's a testing time for them. And may I say, dear friend, uh, I don't know about you, but I believe you're a whole lot like me. Uh, And may I say, uh, as I've told you before, uh, I'm enjoying my 60th birthday as a child of God. But I want to tell you, there's one thing I discovered very quickly as a child of God. It does not eliminate you from the heartaches uh, and the trials uh, and the adversities uh, and the difficulties uh, of this life. Uh, May I say, it does not alter that. Jesus said, In this world, you'll have tribulation. And you're going to get reports from the doctor you don't like. And you're going to get times in your life at work and at home and situations that that, that there's going to be the aspect of of difficulty and trials. They're going to come. Brother Bobby, I don't know all that went on yesterday, but I've got some good news. There's another one on the way. But there's something about adversity and difficulty. You say, what do you mean, Brother Bob? It is a revealer. Yeah. Amen. In other words, if you really want to know what someone's like, if you want to really know how deep their salvation goes, If you really want to know their their, their depth with with their uh, relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, may I say, don't go hunt those sunny days uh, when everything's all right. Uh, Don't go out there uh, when uh, all the reports are good and the finances are good and the bass boat is filled uh, with gas uh, and you're ready to hit the land. Don't go there. But go in those trying times. When you find yourself to the point that while you may not do it outwardly, that you've wept to the point that there's no more strength within you to do it. May I say it's those trying times. You don't have to turn, but over there in Matthew chapter number 7, there were two men, two buildings, and two foundations. And may I say when you looked at the outward situation, uh, of all those men in those uh, and those two buildings and those two foundations, everything looked good until the storm came. May I say when the storm come then you begin to see uh, there was a revelation of the building there was a revelation of the type of foundation there was a revelation uh, to the type of man and the and, and the way that he had prepared for the difficulty of the times that were there and may I say when we come to this story here may I say they're all in the same boat they're all weeping they're all in trial and adversity but may I say there is one difference may I say one man in 400 knows what to do in the time of difficulty you say what did he do look what the Bible said and David encouraged himself in the Lord now notice it I want you to don't miss this he is God Uh, He didn't say he just encouraged himself in the Lord. But notice uh, uh, the Bible is specific. Uh, the The Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. I want to tell you tonight, I'm glad that I know that I know that I'm saved. But I want to tell you, I want to not only have, as I preached last night, I don't want to have just religion. And I want to say, I don't even want to just have righteousness. But I want to say tonight, I want to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not trying to be mean or ugly tonight. But I want to tell you in my 36 years of of evangelism across the the eastern part of the United States, uh, I find few, if any, of God's people have a real relationship with God. David has a relationship with God. Therefore, what does he do when everybody else uh, is ready to pick up stones? uh, When everybody else uh, is ready to uh, make him the scapegoat? The Bible said he encouraged himself in the Lord his God. That word encourage means uh, to fashion upon, hence to seize, uh, uh, to be strong, uh, to bind. Uh, You say, what did David do? When everybody else uh, reached down, David reached up. He reached up and got an arm that would not turn him loose. He looked into the face that would not turn away. He bound himself to one that would not withdraw from him. May I say, when everybody went down, David looked up. May I say, tonight, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what you're passing through. I I do not know what I'll pass through. But I want to tell you, I want to be in such a relationship with my Lord and Savior that while others are reaching down, I'm reaching up and I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Will you say, Brother Bob, how in the world could... Uh, he reaches up when others are reaching down. Well, I want I want you to see three things that that that, that I find within the text that, that I believe that would help. May I say, first of all, I believe he was encouraged because of past provisions. I believe David, for a pause, for a moment, brother Smith, he looked toward his past, and may I say, he realized. Uh, everything that, that God had done for him in those past provisions. Uh, you say, what do you mean, brother? May I say, in those past provisions, uh, may I say, there was, there was uh, positions that were secure. You say, what do you mean, brother? I believe his mind went back. And I believe he began to muse over that day that bear came in and grabbed one of them little lambs. And I believe he began to muse, Brother Smith, of how God gave him the strength and the ability to go out there and take that little lamb back. And about the time he began to muse over the ability of that, he thought about the day that lion came in and did the same thing. And he was able by the strength and the power of God to go and retrieve the positions that he had. May I say, those are physical positions, but may I say, for us, the children of God, May I say, there are spiritual possessions that cannot be taken away. Amen. David began to reflect upon not only those possessions that were secure, but I believe he began to uh, begin to muse of, over a position that could not be changed. A standing that could not be altered. You say, what do you do? I believe he fast forwarded just a little bit. and He began to realize uh, uh, walking down into the Valley of Elah and there standing before uh, that giant somewhere between 9 and 12 foot tall depending on how you measure a cubit. There he was uh, uh, crying out for someone to do battle. May I say, he walked off down in there, and when others were running away, he was running toward the battle, running into the presence there to to remove the reproach and the stigma from from God and the people of God. And he got down there, and may I say, uh, he was able to stand when others were running away. May I say, there was not only these possessions that were secure. And there was a position of standing, but may I say, uh, uh, not only that, but there was a preserved state. Uh, you say, what do you mean? May I say, M- move forward a little faster. Not only was the bear and the lion, not only was there a Goliath, but may I say, there was an enemy out there—a man by the name of Saul—and he—he was. He was hunting him. Matter of fact, over there, uh, I believe, uh, uh, where it talks about, I believe, David's the one that wrote it. Uh, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but but he says, "Is the heart painted after the water brook?" In other words, David, I uh, knew what it was. Uh, uh, he saw himself uh, almost like a deer of the wilderness, uh, in which they turn the hounds loose, uh, and the hounds pursue and pursue to the point that the, that the animal cannot even stop long enough to get a uh, get a drop of water. But you know what? The enemy had pursued and pursued and pursued, but never had he been able to overtake him. Matter of fact, I, I remember one particular time, here David is in the cave, uh, off in the backside. And the very enemy that, that is pursuing him is camped in the front and, 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 and he don't even Saul don't even know he's got David hemmed up. And the next morning David walks out there and waves at him and say, "Hey, hey, do you remember this?" You say, "What do you mean, about?" May I say, when we begin to reflect, let us go back and begin to remember. Uh, remember our, our our past positions, uh, our past provisions, uh, our past blessings. Uh, uh, what, may I say, dear friend, uh, I want to attest tonight. Uh, David began to write over there as an old man, and you know what he wrote. I've been young, and now I'm old, and I've never seen the uh, the righteous forsaken, nor his seat begging bread. You say what David said. David is raising his hands, uh, and he's saying before God, God's been good to me. And the truth of the matter is, tonight, if we would be honest, God's been good to us. God's been good to us. But may I say, I believe He could not only look there, and He could not only be encouraged because of, of, of past provisions, but may I say, I believe He could be encouraged because of present possibilities. Present possibilities. You say, well, you know, what do you mean, Brother Bob? Present possibilities. You know, if you think about this just for a moment, think about where he's at. He's alienated from two nations. Saul and Israel don't want him in one respect. The Philistines don't want him. He's sort of like a man without a country. He's got a bunch of of, of, of outcasts for followers. Uh, he's been relegated to a little uh, area called Ziglag, uh, and now all of a sudden uh, uh, they're against him. Uh, 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 the, the, the leadership of Israel's against him. Uh, uh, the Philistines don't want him, and the only place he's got is Ziglag, and it's been burned. And you'd look off in them ashes and you'd say something like this Possibilities you really think you've got some possibilities well you know what there is possibilities here the greatest possibility one of the greatest possibility is is destroyed notice it said and it was burnt with fire you say well what possibilities can you raise up i don't want you to turn but write the reference down second samuel chapter number two and verse number one through verse number four do you know what's going to happen three days from now Three days from now, there's going to be a little delegation from Judah. They're going to leave, and you know where they're going to hunt? You know who they're hunting for? They're hunting for a little boy by the name of David. And you know why they're hunting for him? Because they want him to be, be their king. And they're going to move David out of, out of wherever he's at and move him up and put him in a palace. Now, I don't know about you, but I'd be glad to trade Ziglag for a palace. I'd be glad to trade uh, uh, where I'm out, out there as a man without a country uh, running a bunch of, of ragtag uh, outcasts uh, I'd just as soon be sitting on a throne somewhere of uh, the king of a nation I would just soon be there but may I say the truth of the matter is uh, he can't move until zig destroyed and many times in your life you're so hung up uh, and rooted in where you're at if God didn't uh, destroy where you're at now you'd never move move forward for God That's right. I've listened to a lot of your testimonies and I want to tell you the truth I know about I know many of you on this side of it may I say you were devastated about your past but may I say you're far better off now with the past uh, uh, being uh, eliminated and, and being destroyed than you are than you ever was if you'd been left where you're at you say, what would David have been doing? i tell you what he'd been doing. Read the story. He'd have been over there somewhere uh, up against uh, the wall of, of, of some kingdom somewhere acting like a madman, drooling all over himself uh, as Spittle runs down through his beard. But here he is now. He's sitting on a throne. He's got a nation to govern. He's got an army to, uh, that, that will follow him. May I say, he's somebody to be dealt with now. You say, how did it happen? It all happened out of the possibilities of Ziglag being burned. But let me give you another possibility. All of his possessions are gone. His two wives are gone. His kids are gone. I don't know. I don't know what they've been bringing home. I don't know if they've got... Gold or silver, I don't know if there's jewels, I don't know if there's garments, I don't know if there's food or what. but just imagine, uh, here you are, you've come back off this campaign, uh, you've been out there on the road, uh, you're thinking, man, I'm going to get home, uh, there's going to be a, a wife to greet me, there's going to be a, a, a nice bed to uh, sleep in, there's going to be a, a roof over my head, uh, all the wealth or whatever it is, I've accumulated uh, uh, for security, it's all going to be there. It's all gone. And you look in the ashes and you say, anything going good come out of this? But you know what he does? He goes to God and he asks God, he said, Lord, two questions. Shall I pursue? And number one is, shall I pursue? Number two, will I overtake? God said, "Oh, you, you pursue and you'll overtake and so you know what they do they go and they begin to pursue and they they eventually find a guy and they 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 leave some of them on there and they pursue on and you know what they do, brother smith they they catch them and you know the glorious news is they get everything back they got but that's not the good news you say what do you mean let me let me me show you this i don't, don't want you to miss this but notice where these amalekites have been Look in verse number 1. It says there they came to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the Southland and Ziglag. You you say, what do you mean, brother? What's the importance that they had invaded the Southland? May I say, Ziglag's the last step on their journey. You say, what have they been doing for three days? They've been ravaging the whole Southland. They've been going through every village. They've been taking everything that's of any value. They've been, I mean, they've been accumulating. They've been accumulating wealth. They've been gathering in everything they could gather in. And all of a sudden, uh, uh, one day, Brother Smith, uh, old David and those men catch up to that crowd. And you know what he turns that crowd, uh, he does? He said, this is what you do, boys. Uh, You get everything that belongs to you. You get it up and you take it. That's yours. You see all this other stuff that they got through making that ravage run through the Southland? That'd be David's spoils. See, David not only got everything he lost, but he got everything the Amalekites had stole up to that point. In other words, he, he, brother Bobby. God not only gave him back what he was willing to relinquish, but God gave him interest. God gave him abundantly above all David could ever ask of. Hey, I want to tell you something, friend. You need to understand that many times in our life we're so uh, so intent on holding on uh, to what we think uh, is the only thing to bless us and help us. Uh, and God, little by little, begin to pry it away and pull it away. And all of a sudden, uh, He allows us to pursue uh, the enemy only to realize that he, God's going to not only give us something, but give us more than we ever had. David encouraged himself because of past provisions. David encouraged himself because of a present possibility. But let me give you the last one, if you will. David encouraged himself because of a promised position. A promised position. You know, you have to think just for a moment, but but you and I need to realize this isn't the end. This world's not our home. I, I, I want to tell you the promises that I have, though they are good in this temporal world, may I say, they are even greater in an internal world. And you know what David knew? David knew that 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 he as he uh, began to go back uh, uh, in his mind, uh, uh, and he began to think of of individuals that that God had brought uh, into his life uh, uh, to uh, speak to him and and to uh, uh, to leave him with promises. Uh, and he began to realize, uh, hey, I want to tell you under the assurance uh, of the Word of God, hey, I can't I can't lose it here. I can't finish here. God's already promised me greater things. You say, what are you talking about? May I say, remember a man by the name of Samuel. May I say, if you're writing notes, write it down. He never forgot the touch of the oil. You say, what do you mean, Brother Bob? May I say, here's little old David. He's over there. Uh, the, the God sent uh, Samuel down there to anoint the, uh, anoint the next king of Israel uh, they parade uh, uh, the seven perfect specimens of flesh uh, uh, front in front of him uh, God says it's none of them uh, and they. And finally uh, uh, Samuel says don't you have another boy oh you don't want him uh, he's number eight the new beginning he's out there on the backside of the desert he's out there with a bunch of little old sheep uh, and may I say and Samuel says you go get him because we're not going to sit down till he gets here and all of a sudden he walks in that little old ruddy looking boy and God says to Samuel that's my man, that's him and may I say as soon as he got there Samuel walked over, took that horn of oil to anoint the next man of God the next king of Israel and David never forgot the touch of that oil as it run down over him you say what's that a picture of? it's a picture of the Holy Spirit I want to tell you something I never, never did forget as I said, I was saved on Easter Sunday, nineteen sixty three. I got out got up, the, the church had a middle aisle, two 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 uh, uh, rows of pews here. I was sitting on the second or third pew on the left. And I never will forget when I got up, I believe the Lord saved me. Amen. I already knew enough to be saved. I done heard enough God to believe God. I wanna tell you I can Brother Smith, I, I remember the refreshment of of, of of the spirit of god as as my sins were washed away as the burden of guilt was left uh, i never will forget that day and hour that i felt so clean and pure and so right with you say what do you mean brother there is therefore now no condemnation yeah. never got over the touch of the oil but may i say god brought another man in his name into his life and that man's name was jonathan you say what happened to him may i say he never got over the touch of the oil the trading or the garments you say what happened the next king that was in line by the name of jonathan you say what did he do i tell you what he do the day and hour he took off his Kingly garments and traded out with a little old, a little a uh, shepherd boy, and all of a sudden, uh, uh, David never, never forgot the, uh, what it was to, to have that kingly apparel as it robed him there. Now uh, you say, what happened to you, brother Bob? Not only the touch of the oil, but I remember the day and hour that God took my sin and He robed me in His righteousness, uh, and now today I stand, I uh, uh, stand uh, in the priestly garments uh, of a King of Kings uh, and the Lord of Lords. I've not forgotten the trading of the garments, but there was another man come into his life the man that that had right to to stand in judgment the man that that, 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 that sought to kill him a man by the name of Saul he, he was the reigning king but he never forgot the testimony of the sovereign as that righteous as that king looked over and says thou art more righteous than I am and I know that God has given you the kingdom I want to tell you, I'm glad that I've read the book. I'm glad that I've heard the voice of God to tell me that there is, a, let not your heart be troubled. Amen. I go away to prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself. Hey, I want to tell you, friend, we can encourage ourselves in the Lord if we just begin to remember about our past provisions if we just reflect on the present possibilities in our life of what could happen, and we just somehow begin to think about the promised position that God has has said uh, that, that's secured with a touch of the oil and the treating of the garments and, and the testimony of the sovereign, if we could just remember who we are and what we are in God, may I say, we can encourage ourselves. Amen. Everybody else looked down, but David looked up. David realized that it is better farther on. Let me close with this this little illustration. I was reading one day and reading a story, and supposedly I I, I assume I, I assume it was a, a true story. But uh, there was a particular little a little small town, and and you know in, in small towns everybody knows everybody or whatever, but. But there was a particular fellow an older gentleman elderly gentleman that 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 the entire community everybody around uh, they 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 perceived him as as the as as one of the best checker players of anybody around no words he just seemed uh, that didn't matter who he played or whatever it was uh when it came to the game of checkers he he just seemed to always have the ability to come out on top there was a younger fella that had begun to play or whatever and and uh every time somebody mentioned this guy's name it just it just sort of like rubbing him the wrong way you know uh, you know, they begin to talk about "Oh, he's the best he's the best he's the best. he can do the best greatest chair and and and, and, that, and that young man thought to himself hey, one of these days i'm gonna get my chance. one of these days i'm gonna prove that he's not but i am i'm the best And the story goes that time had went on for a little while and one day, the the, 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 the young man was, was happened to pass through by the front of where this old man lived. And it was in the summertime, and the old man was sitting out in, in a porch swing. And, and as the young man passed, uh, he heard the old man say, hey, game of checkers. He thought to himself, this is my chance. I'm going to show this old man who the real checker player is in this county. And he said when he got up there, he said the, the board was set, and I pulled up a chair, and the old man said, you move. He said, I moved, and he moved, and I moved, and he moved, and he said, I saw my change. So I, I took one of the old man's checkers. said, we went on, and he moved, and I moved, and he moved, and he said, I saw again, so I took the old man's checker. He said, I thought to myself, this is going to be easier than I thought. You can't win at checkers giving up checkers. And he said, about the time when that thought settled in my mind, He said, the old man took one checker, ran all the way to the other end of the board and hollered, crown me, and come back and took every checker I had with one checker. He said, the old man learned secret that a young man needs to learn. You can give up a few checkers along the way when you're heading to the king's country for a crown. I'd like to tell you you're not going to have any troubles. I'd like to tell you you're not going to have any bad reports. But I can't tell you that and be honest with you. But you know what I can tell you? There is a God in heaven that is sufficient to meet your needs. And may I say along this journey, there's a few things you can give up. And when the times of heartache and difficulty come, you'll begin to reflect on your past possessions, present possibilities, and a promised position. You'll begin to realize that you can reach up and get an arm that will not draw away. Look into the face of one that will not turn and will never leave you. You and I, like David, can encourage ourselves in the Lord. Let's pray. Our gracious and most kind Heavenly Father.